All right, so we're going to review um, as many Robert De Niro pictures as we can. I've seen like a lot of these, um, and I'll, I'll be frank with you, I haven't seen every single one. Some of them look nearly god-awful, if not just all the way barren of, of, of quality. Um, without any if, ands, or buts, let's just begin right now. We have uh, Mean Streets. This is a good movie. Um, it's a early, I think, early seventies Scorsese picture. Um, Harvey Keitel is in it alongside De Niro. They're sort of a dynamic duo. Robert De Niro's character is a little more on the edgier side of the fence. Um, so if we're considering it as a De Niro performance, I'd give it an a, like an A, maybe a B, but probably an A minus. Because it's it's a good early De Niro performance, super memorable, and the film is pretty enjoyable by itself, with or without um, you know, um, uh, the performance uh, any any particular you know, um, a, a, any particularly adroit performance by Robert De Niro. Okay, up next is um, was the Godfather Part Two. From what I recall, his role in The Godfather Part Two was not really conducive to me remembering him in any um, special scene. So I feel like this is going to be like a B, because it just wasn't super memorable, even though his role is iconic and the film is more even more iconic than his role in it. I just don't remember it being... Um, like I don't remember him being that uh, impactful uh, as as, a, as an actor in the in, in the picture. Um, Al Pacino I think was probably m more serious in this one. Uh, and also like it is super cool that Robert De Niro was in this movie because it's Coppola film. It was the second one after the first Godfather, and he, he's not really associated with Coppola. Like, he's a Scorsese, so I just felt like. It's a very he's kind of enigmatic in this trilogy, but I don't think he really defines it. No, so I'll give it a B. I'm up. Uh, let's let's keep going. Um, let's do Raging Bull. You know, Raging Bull. I never liked it. I never liked it. I I, I, I might just be kind of an idiot. So I, I would say C. Because I know he's got some great scenes with respect to the film itself, but I just don't. I'm not. Tr I'm not like you know, blown away by by anything about this movie, and I have tried to watch it on several occasions, some more serious than others, and it just never stuck with me. It's always been a snooze fest. Okay, up next, Deer Hunter. Okay, this one. I like quite quite a lot more, um, and I think the performance is 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 certainly above average. Probably better than The Godfather Part Two. I'm not going to say The Deer Hunter is my favorite De Niro film, or even like maybe even in my top ten for him. But it's it's uh it, it's certainly um a, a powerhouse cons and con just considerable um, portrayal. 
of 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 a character that is not super easy to portray, and it's just you know an excellent um, piece of acting. But it's just like I don't know. It's like the it's not my favorite movie either. It's just it's a weird like psychological um, showcase. Okay, let's go up next. Uh, taxi driver. Yeah, I would say taxi driver is um really stunning, and um uh like it just in terms. I mean, it's not like glamorous, but it's just very um uh magnificent in the way that he kind of weaves in and out of different moods um and he has to play this deranged guy and he also has to you know hot keep it together a lot and it's not like an easy performance but it's also not like a boring performance you know so it's sort of um i would say this is an a I don't know if I'd go with S. I mean, it's it's a little it's some of his acting is it's, it's sort of self indulgent, so I don't. That's why I hold back from S because I feel like he doesn't really um, show vulnerability exceptionally well. I think he he plays it cool a lot, and he he he's very kind of there's sort of like an aura of self importance to a De Niro picture, um, which is kind of why people want to emulate him so because uh, he. He has a sort of charging um, egoism. And uh, up next is uh, King of Comedy. Oh, this one's good. No, this one's funny. Um, I would say this is a lot more vulnerable. I give this an A. Um, but I don't consider this like, you know, a really varied perf performance. And the character he's portraying is kind of a character anyone could do reasonably well you know amongst skilled actors just it's not like you needed de niro in particular he doesn't really stand out for himself but i i think the um it you know it was a service uh, an excellent sort of uh um film and it's an unusual role for de niro so i kind of like that about it although i'm sure a, a, like a john voight would have been more interesting i don't think the casting was necessarily perfect but it's just just a fun movie. Okay, up next, the Untouchables. Yeah, the um, this one I I will give this an S, and only because he's not in it that much, but when he is in it, he just steals the show. And I think as the as the villain, as Al Capone, he really, he really is so re reviling. Like he really, you can kind of sympathize with him because he's he he's charismatic. Um, but then when he delivers his lines, he just feels like a monstrosity. So you just you, he really kind of like, like the best acting in this movie was, De Niro, and there was a lot of decent acting. Like Sean Connery got his best off his best. Supporting Actor Award for the film. 
And that's all good. You know, it's all well and good. Um, I think it's an S. Uh, what's up next? Jackie Brown. This one's funny. He's not really great in it, but he, but it's funny. I give it a B. I think it's, it's worth knowing about. Um, if you're a fan of De Niro, you're going to, you're going to like it. Uh, um, it's, uh, it's really funny. And, uh, and his, he, he kind of actually, he kind of, you know, he really does. Like I say, he steals the show in all these movies. But in a lot of these films, he doesn't really need to be in the picture. It just sort of accentuates it. But I think in Jackie Brown, actually, he really made the movie worth watching. I don't think that movie would have been all that good um, if it had someone else in that role. Tarantino can be kind of a perfectionist when it comes to casting. And I think despite Samuel Jackson and um, some other people in that film who were pretty pretty great at their task, De Niro's character is the most sympathetic. He was, I think, the most um, intriguing, and the one you kind of were always waiting to see what he'd do next. Um, everyone else was sort of window dressing, you know. So I give this a B, but it's it's a curiosity. It's a, it's a sort of a funny picture. It's not really a serious movie in terms of De Niro's career. Um, here's one that is more serious, and I think is really good: Cape Fear. Uh, Cape Fear, I give this an S. I think Cape Fear... Cape Fear, yeah. So, uh, Cape Fear... This is a remake of a film that I never really could get into the, in its original form, but the the remake in the 90s was um, with De Niro is really, really kind of riveting. And it kind of makes your skin crawl, to be blunt. I think it's it could be...
this film back is on. seasoned and kind of veteran to his environment and um there's a lot the the acting that's on display is somewhat deviated from how from what you'd expect from from de niro and that's kind of cool so it's it's definitely more than a curiosity but it's not really like a tour de force or, or nothing like that um Copland. Copland. Copland is a not really a film that actually accentuates De Niro that well. There's one or two scenes that really shine with De Niro, but overall he's not even even in the film very often, and and often even when he is, it's sort of lackluster. Um, he's he's not really a uh, central character. So I would say this one is a C, even though the film is, is quite nice. Um, I often recommend it to friends because no one really guns for a movie like that. It looks like a B movie, you know, but it isn't. It's actually, it's actually a finely made picture. Uh, a Bronx tale. Okay. This is one that's a little bit obscure. Um, The Bronx Tale is uh, a little obscure. I think... I think... Um, the problem with Bronx Tale is that De Niro's role is exceptionally... Uh, you know, it's it's limited. Like he he kind of shows up and kind of says a certain amount of stuff that's sort of predicted based on you know the the, the drama with the uh, Chaz Palminteri uh, youngster character where he's. Uh, I mean, I mean, like this. De Niro is not as important in this movie as you might expect from the cover. In this film, he is kind of like a wise figure. He's like the dad of the main character, but he's not like a 
powerful dad. He's like a kind of a losing. Uh, he's at he's a dad. He's at wit's end, and it's sort of a tragic um, kind of dude. But you, you admire his courage. But he's, he's but he's not super involved in like the decision making of the main character. He's sort of he's sort of a background person with just a, with just a lot of personality. I think the acting is really good. Like I mean, maybe not like his best performance, but just. Like, for, for what the movie is, his acting is really good. Because the movie itself is not my favorite movie. It's probably like a B. And then the acting by itself, I think, might raise it to an A-. minus. Might be an A-. minus. Um, just the acting. The film itself is kind of like a like a B. Um, but it's, a, I think... It's obscure. It's not really one that people tend to go for, um, you know, on the streaming services and all that. You kind of you do have to look out for it. Okay, up next is uh, I'm just gonna go until I run out of ones I've seen because there are some here I just haven't seen. Uh, it's probably more than I prepared to. Accept. Okay, Joker. Everyone knows this one. Let's just do Joker. Now, he was barely in this film, and this film was really big on um, production design, costume department, you know, wardrobe, right, makeup, um, lighting's immaculate. Like, it's just really um, a show. It's like a, you know, a runway show. Uh, so the whole thing is so visual. De Niro had a, was really good at acting in it, but he was in, like, you know, a scene or two or... He was in snippets on the TV because he was the anchor. He was the TV show host. Um, he's not really a, a villain. He's not really anything. I mean, he just sort of is in the movie, and he's 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 an he's a. It's, it's more like a cameo than anything, honestly. Um, so I would give this a C. Um, he's it's like a little like Copland. Uh, but then but the acting in this one was um was 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 uh, i don't know i want to say it was good because de niro was so old that the vitality he portrays in the movie was like kind of unexpected but beyond that he wasn't doing anything super unremarkable you know it wasn't like he wasn't like he was playing um outside his range i think he he's probably been typecasted so much as this older tough guy actor by the younger crowd and the the the, the, the younger audience is um is the younger audience is um the young so the younger audience is um they probably don't even know what De Niro really is. So they watch this and they just know he's like this legendary actor. And it just, they feel good seeing it, you know? So I don't think it's really like a meaningful role. It's sort of like one of those just latter day um, uh, um, attempts at being relevant. And it actually is very effective, but it's just, it, it, it isn't more than what it was set out to be, unfortunately. Okay, uh, Meet the Parents. This is actually probably one of the first movies I saw De Niro in because it's 
it's a film it's a it's a movie where you um it's a movie where you uh or you know it's just like you're as a kid you're not really don't know what a de niro is and you just watch these goofy family oriented films and you're like oh yeah this is funny oh this tough guy he's he's He doesn't really talk on screen that much. It's a lot of voiceover, right? Um, or it seems like voiceover e. He doesn't really talk. He talks at away from the camera. It's just not a dynamic performance. But but that is not to say the movie is bad. I think the character shouldn't have been a dynamic character. Didn't really the the Neil what's his face? That character what's his name? That Neil character is not as um cohesive you know um uh as if he's if he's all over the place he needs to be contained and this film does that and i i think it's a for de niro it's an a just because of how iconic 
the scenes are. But like, I also think it's re. I think the film is an A. I'm gonna have to say that for De Niro, it's probably a B. Uh, because he does have some good moments, but it's just not out of control like in in some of his best performances. Yeah. It's not spectacular. What? I'm sorry. I'm doing a podcast. I'll talk to you. <laughs> See you. Okay, up next is Casino. Casino is actually a little bit like Heat, even though in, in Heat, he sort of plays like this thuggish bad guy. In Casino, he kind of plays a little slightly more sympathetic tough guy. Um, but the difference is that they're both, the acting is kind of muted in both. Or sorry, the similarity is that the acting is muted in both. And... And uh, and I think um, I think this one might be an A because he's just so much more sympathetic, and actually he's kind of downright pathetic, you know. But like it's more with the the machinations in the background and all the um, rowdiness of the of the side characters. I think he he's very. Uh, um, uh, he's like he's 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 kind of anchors in the film. Um, he does it's he's not stellar. It doesn't counterpoint to anything too well, but he just anchors the film in because everyone else is so crazy. He's kind of the voice of reason. So I think Casino, in a subtle type way, is a little better than Heat as a De Niro film. But even but I still think they're kind of in that same range of just sort of boring bland acting that just kind of works because the movie revolves around that sort of personality. Uh, and I don't, I don't mean to be mean, but I think it's just not the strongest uh, acting on display or the most energetic. Now in this one, weirdly enough, hot take midnight run. I think the acting in midnight run might be a little more fun. It might be um, a higher level a, now this is a comedy from the late '80s, and but it, it but De Niro's acting in it is actually really good, um, and I think his his acting in comedies for for in this entire career is, is not as well acknowledged as it perhaps should be underrated, right? Um, I would give this an A an S. I think his acting in this one was a lot more dynamic. Um. um He's in, he's in almost every scene, and he has to, he's in a lot of different tough situations. Um, but it's comedic acting, right? So maybe it's a little silly. So S is probably generous. I would give it an a, a low A because it's comedic, and but it, it's still it's just a lot of a lot of De Niro on screen, and he in like Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers, he's kind of controlling your reaction to the film almost the entire time. The other characters are actually really kind of cheesy, and De Niro's the only one who has any severity to him. So, that's a good performance. Great Expectations. See, okay, so I'm about, I'm at wit's end, you know, because Great Expectations I haven't seen. I need to actually know someone who worked on that film. Um, I should probably... Right in that email, I was going to write him. 
where we have sleepers. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know. Frankenstein. I didn't even know that was was made. What just happened? Yeah, Machete. I didn't know he was in Machete. I should have known that, but I didn't. Goodfellas. Okay, finally one I can do. Uh, in Goodfellas, he's not even. You know, I mean, we all know that he's not the main character. Um, and he's not really even the most interesting um, secondary character. He's kind of the deuteragonist. He's kind of the second in command. And I think he was, um, he's good in it, though. He's, it's better than, he, he I, I think Al Pacino and Donnie Brasco is a lot more dynamic, a lot more than, like, you know, star power. But De Niro in this is um, really sympathetic and, and cool, and he's got some interesting moments here and there, and, you know, he, he's convincing. I think he's more convincing than Al Pacino was, just less interesting. Um, and he's in the movie a lot, and he's a very important character. So I give it a B. I think it's a little like Heat. I think we're kind of relying on him as sort of a heavyweight, but he doesn't really have to do all that much. So I give it a B. And, and, it, and obviously the movie is like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a godsend, but just his performance is like a B. Righteous Kill. Oh, I this is one with both Pacino and De Niro. And I don't even remember what it was about. I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was like a kid, and I uh, like you know like a teen, like like a tween, right? Don't even remember what it was about. Uh, the Irishman. I did see this, and he was the main character, and it was a lot of him on. St I think his acting in this was good. I, I would give it. I don't know if I give it an S. I give it an A for, for at minimum. An S is kind of like. If he wasn't didn't have so much makeup on and there weren't so many visual effects, you know, reversifying his age, I would probably give it an S. But because it's just like he had so many things, he was relying on so many props and crutches and uh, gimmicks. I just kind of don't know if I can really give it top ranking. But it's it was it was definitely like in a, it got had some show stopping moments for sure. I also think that as like. The other show comes right there. So you can sort of contextualize it. I give it an appreciation for what he did to keep the film. The character he was a cool character in the movie. I like a lot of scenes in that movie. I kind of contextually want to talk about it because it's not usual. Don't write it's like in the office. So not in the office. It's not usual. Standard for your career. Rush match. Yeah, lots of physical. 
Analyze this is uh Okay, um, he's a pretty goofy movie. I would say it's an A because he just is so goofy in it, right? It's like, he, I mean, for comedic acting, you know, you have to give him credit for pulling off any kind of um, ambitiousness, even if it's sort of cheap, which I think the movie it does, it does have some cheap displays of acting, but I think it's ambitious. Um, so, not my favorite movie by De Niro, but you, you can't disavow that he was trying to um, be memorable in it, you know, and maybe because of the nature of that style, like you could say, oh, he's doing a lot for the Italian-American community by promoting this sort of pastiche. I just feel like you have to give it less than an A because it's it's just cheap, you know, it's not significant artwork he, he, on, on performance it's 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 overly comedic and and and, and sort of um bottom and bottom of the barrel so that's about it uh damn i feel like i trashed de niro a fair amount never intended to do that i just don't know what I didn't know he had so many random, like, un unremarkable films that he's just done. I mean, I guess he's just, you know, he's like a, he's a workaholic. Um, just let, that just goes to show that here's the moral statement of this episode. 
you just you really success is all about work like you just do things and they don't pan out it's okay the next thing you'll get a little bit more recognition and eventually like you know on average you probably made a bunch of shit in your life but then you just get better and better at it and then what what was shit 20 years ago is like now gold shit you know it's like shit caked in gold and then even then it's like every once you still make a hidden gem like you still exceed yourself every once in a while so you just you know you're always improving and you're gonna have to do a lot of bullshit in order to get to the point where you feel like you've actually accomplished something for once and not just you know stir yourself crazy and de niro's career is an example it's like so many weird movies and yet he's getting better and better at acting and he was always really dynamic and eventually just like he's had he's he's in he's made like 20 great movies and a bunch of other movies that no one ever is going to watch again <laughs> and that's better than any of us can say about anything we've ever done just about unless unless you're literally like a some sort of physicist or doctor or whatever. I don't who cares you know what i mean Anyway, that's 37 minutes. Good night and good luck. I hope the audio is fine on your end, because I didn't even test it. I didn't even know he was in Brazil, dude. He's in every fucking movie now. So the ones I'm going to see next, just to feel like I have like a better perspective on this, is Great Expectations, because I know someone worked on it. New York, New York. Novicento, because that's a historical one. I always go for those. Uh, Brazil, because I just have, I just keep hearing about it. The mission, because it looks religious, and to me that's actually probably an intriguing story, because I didn't expect him to do that. Machete, because I didn't know he was in it, and now I, I want to see Machete, and it's all I was I was actually just about to do Robert Rodriguez uh, reviews, but then I realized I hadn't just I just haven't seen his like, because I was never a fan, so I didn't really focus, I didn't hone in on it, and so I never saw microscopically watch all the Mexican movies he's done, and Machete is being the most recent version of those.
have one filled with the best church, the bikes, the same stadium stones, probably what we found one of them. A short tail, whatever. It's a short tail. I did see short tail. Tail Just with empty. Just empty. Just empty. Alright. Cheers.